Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome. It's an honor to be here with you and to touch your lives and touch your hearts and sprinkle you with inspiration, insight, and guidance. I love coming in and just dropping into a space. Now, I did get the topic yesterday, so that was a miracle. Usually it comes in lately. It's been coming in just in the moment. And I'm really excited today to speak to you about life's redirections, divine redirections, or you also call them spiritual redirections. So as we embark on this new time, 9am is the new live time that I'm doing the radio show. And that was one of those redirections. When I first agreed and signed up and was like, okay, let's pick the time. I really got clear that it was 1pm on Tuesdays. And just recently, it was like, especially since I'd been here in Turks and Caicos, the time didn't feel like it fit anymore. It didn't feel to flow anymore. And there was resistance. And instead of asking kind of why, what's wrong with me? And why can't I just, you know, make it happen? I sat back and was just became really curious. And when, when I go into the space of curiosity, all my judgments dissolve and I open up to a redirection. So I was feeling to connect with Cameron and talk to contact rock radio and just see what the options were because that one o'clock time slot just wasn't working for me. It didn't feel like a fit anymore. And we ended up changing the time and he mentioned the time and I had a block to it before, but this time I just, I really opened and I said, is it meant to be? So asking the divine, asking spirit, is it meant to be Tuesdays at 9am? And voila, the guidance came in. It was a clear heart. Yes. And here I am feeling fresh and renewed and ready to pour my heart all over you and share the message that's coming through today. So that's one example of, of a redirection the guidance in the beginning was one o'clock and then based on circumstances and how life kind of unfolds, the guidance came in and it was, it was a shift. So what'll happen when, when we have these like twists and turns in life and often we'll feel like we're getting on a little detour is it's actually the divine directing us. And in our minds, we, we have this idea that we need to go from point A to point B and we want to find the most direct route to get there. And quite often when we have kind of a goal or an idea come in our minds or a vision that comes in our mind, we get a bit of tunnel vision and the mind fixates on the outcome, the destination and achieving that or fulfilling that or arriving there. And it'll do whatever it needs to do to get us there. Now that's the mind's process. The heart's process, when we allow the divine to work through us through the heart, the heart's process is full of twists and turns. 
it's full of ups and downs. It's full of rights and lefts. It's, it's not a direct route. And when we go with the flow and allow, and, and it requires deep trust, and it requires blind faith, but when we do, the miracles that unfold and the purpose that's revealed to these detours, these apparent detours, is incredible. So when we look at, you know, the, the show is called Life by Divine, and I've talked about this and I've kind of touched on this on previous episodes and then we dove deep in a few, but the idea of life by default, there's a lot of people living at that level. They're asleep at the wheel. They're really head heavy. They're, they're heads in charge. They're analyzing, weighing the pros and cons, figuring things out, setting heady goals and figuring out where they want to go in life and, and running toward that very much just in charge and doing their best to kind of make things happen and or feeling like a victim of circumstances if things don't go their way asking why a lot like why reacting to life and asking why a lot resisting life resisting the detours resisting the redirections because they just can't understand why it's happening in their head that's life by default Life by design is where we realize we're actually navigating our life and we're actually more of a creator of our life and we're actually creating more of our reality than we realize based on our thoughts and our beliefs and our, and our actions. So we feel a little bit more in charge, but we still feel a little bit out of control because what will happen is we, we set this intention or we, we want to manifest something and we feel like it's going, we're going with the flow and we're we're in a groove and things are coming and things are happening. And all of a sudden there's a detour and we can't understand why. So we go into questioning it. We go into resisting it. We go into wondering why this is happening and it pulls us out of alignment. So we get back into our heads and try and figure it out instead of trusting that the heart is actually leading us in another direction for a reason. Now, I want to emphasize, we really need to be clear that there's two kinds of detours. There's the detour that our heart is taking us. There's a redirection that our heart leads us, that the divine is kind of directing. And then there's the detours where the ego is actually in charge and it's wanting to keep us stuck and it's wanting to keep us in spinning our spinning our wheels it wants to keep us running on a hamster wheel it wants to keep us in fear and confusion and uncertainty so that we stay stuck the fear the ego is our best teacher of fear the best teacher that exists and spirit is our teacher of love when we trust spirit when we trust our intuition when we trust our heart to lead us we are directed moment to moment, breadcrumb by breadcrumb. When we allow the guidance to come through us and let the divine lead us, that's life by divine, we shift out of the idea that we are in control and we drop into deeper trust. We shift out of the idea that we need to make something happen and we surrender to allow what's meant to happen to happen through us. So we're still participating, but it's more of a collaboration or a cooperation with the universe versus 
I'm going to make this happen. The ego still gets in there with life by design and does its best to kind of keep its, its claws in our, in our mind in some way. And life by divine is letting go of our agenda altogether on a human kind of mental level and really trusting on a soul heart level that there's an agenda that's much bigger than we can imagine. And it's an agenda that's actually serving everyone, everywhere, all together, all at once. So the question becomes, how do we allow these redirections to happen without getting caught up in the ego and without getting caught up in the why and without getting stuck in that there's something wrong, that idea that there's something wrong, that, that you're not making it happen or that you did something wrong or you took a wrong turn. So there's some tools I'm going to share with you today and some ideas that I'm going to invite you to try on. Now, as an intuitive healer, and I, I work with energy all the time, I'm, I'm always working with energy. So my words are infused with energy. My messages are infused with energy, potential for healing. There's always an invitation. And the invitation for you is just to say yes, to say yes, to receive the healing in whatever way it's meant to come, to say yes, to receive the energy in whatever way it's meant to come to you. So there's waves of energy coming through what I'm saying. There's waves of energy coming through. And my intention is really so solidly clear that everything I do is infused with healing potential and everything I do, there's an invitation for you to receive healing, to receive insight, to receive guidance in some way through whatever words are coming through me, whatever message comes through me in whatever way it does. So just pausing for a moment for you to take a breath and just feel it in your heart and ask, am I, am I open? Am I willing to say yes to the invitation right now? And if you are, beautiful, then soften and allow. Nothing else you need to do. Be open, be curious, see what resonates, take what resonates, bring it into your heart, integrate what resonates, and then leave the rest behind and trust that if you're meant to know, you'll come back and listen again and you'll get, some other piece, you'll get another piece. Or if you're meant to know something else, it'll come and drop back in somewhere along the way, along your path, whether it's through me or through somebody else. So you can't actually get it wrong. You can't miss the message. But you can if you're, if you're closed. You, you can miss out if, if you're saying no to healing. You can miss out if you're not willing to look where you need to look. But even that, it's still not wrong because it'll come back around eventually. And eventually you'll have to learn the lesson one way or another. So the invitation is to learn the lesson a little bit with a little bit more ease and grace than to, to resist. So when we follow life by divine, when we live and breathe life by divine, we're allowing a force that's bigger than our human self, our soul, our spirit, God, the universe, our source. You choose the words you, you resonate with. I often use spirit. When the divine or spirit speaks through us and works through us, we become this channel. 
a channel for love, a channel for messages. It, it animates our body. It animates our personality and it allows what everyone needs around us to come through. And it allows whatever we need on a human level to come through. So it's a gift for everyone, including you. In every moment, we can either flow with life or we can resist it. The challenge is, particularly with the life by design, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that life by design is wrong. We just, we come to a point where it's not going to work anymore. And then we need to kind of evolve and shift out of it. The challenge with life by design is that we still think we're in charge. So on some mental level, we still think that we're the ones doing it on a human level. We're making it happen. And we need to know that. We need to embody that. We need to believe that. And then we need to let it all go and shift into life is happening through me, as me, and as the divine through me. When we are living life by design and we set a goal or we have an intention or we want to manifest something, so this is where the law of attraction comes in, and the law of attraction is a great tool until it's not anymore, until it doesn't work anymore, until it's actually meant to be let go of. So every tool, no matter what it is, even all the ones that I teach, are all just pointing you toward the truth. They're pointing you toward a process of unwinding the mind and giving you enough of an understanding at that level to then unwind the mind more and giving you enough of an understanding at that level to then unwind the mind more that we can align. So as we unwind the mind, unwind our ego, then we can align with the divine, what we're really truly meant to be doing and experiencing in life. So we can either flow with life or resist it. When we have this idea that we're going to manifest something or we're going to set a goal, and I don't, I don't do goals. I, I don't set goals anymore. I can hold intentions, but even then I, I hold them loosely because I can't be touched to them because I get a lot of redirections. When we hold a goal in our awareness, in our mind, when we set an intention to manifest something, make something happen, and we believe we're making it happen, we can easily blame ourselves when those detours show up or when there's doors that are closing and we can't understand why. We can easily go into self-blame. We can easily go into questioning why. And when we ask why, and this is really important, when we ask why, it brings us into a place of being a victim. The ego loves when we ask why. When we ask why, it brings us into a place of feeling like a victim of circumstances. Why is this happening? Why did that door close? And Instead of asking why, the invitation is to ask what? Because the quality of the questions we ask will determine the quality of the answers we receive. So if we're asking the divine and the universe, God, why, then the answer is limited. Because you might not even get an answer because spirit's just like, you don't need to know why, but you don't want to hear that. 
So when you ask why, if spirit's not going to answer, ego's going to jump right in and tell you why and give you lots of evidence of how you're the problem or you're to blame or that that person or that it'll use projection. And of course, that's, that's the problem and they're the blame. But the ego will jump in with quite eager enthusiasm to give you an answer to your question, why? Because the ego wants you to stay feeling like a victim of circumstances. When you shift your question from why to what, what is it that I'm not seeing? What do I need to see? What does this door mean? What does this closed door mean? What is this detour all about? It's more of an inquiry that feels more empowering and it, and it fosters more curiosity. Why the word why energetically Depending on who's saying it, I'm not saying you can never use the word why again and not be in alignment. That's not what I'm saying. But generally speaking, when we use the word, when we ask the question why, particularly when we're questioning how life is flowing or not flowing, it brings us into an energy that's lower vibration. The invitation is to ask what, what is it that I need to see? What is spirit trying to tell me? What is this redirection for? What is it all about? The what gives us some energy of empowerment and it allows us to remain really curious and open. A curious mind, if you invite curiosity into your mind, a curious mind is a non-judgmental mind. Curiosity and judgment don't mix together. You're either having a judgment or you're curious. Now, there's genuine curiosity, and then there's ego-infused pretending to be curious. I'm curious why this is happening. That, that's not the deal. That doesn't work. That's ego. Genuine curiosity is an opening in the mind, and it's a release of everything we think we know to be open to another perspective. So... You might say, I thought that I was heading in this direction. I thought that it was meant to be this way. And now I'm feeling a redirect or I'm feeling that there's something moving in a different direction. There's energy drawing me in a different direction. Hmm. I'm open to what that is. I'm open to the direction and I'm open to the purpose of it. But there's no clinging, there's no attachment, there's no grasping or needing or reaching for an answer. A curious mind is an open mind. So in one of my books, Heart Led Living, which I did one of the radio shows on, I talked about the 10 principles that shift consciousness from head to heart. The one of the principles is be curious. And when we're, be, when we're curious, when there's three kind of stages to it. The first is, um, I don't know, and it's okay. That's acceptance. I don't know, and it's okay. I don't know what this redirection is for. I don't know why this door is closing in front of me, and it's okay. And then the second stage, so acceptance first, the second stage is the curiosity. I don't know, but I'm curious. So it opens the mind to another perspective. It opens the, the mind to receive guidance through the heart. It creates a curious mindset. So we're not sitting in judgment and blaming or wondering why we're in this open space of curiosity. Then the third stage to that is, I don't know, and I'm glad. 
when I got to that piece, it was so freeing because there was such a deep trust that any redirect was purposeful. It was for my healing. And I could practice hindsight and look back and go, okay, now I see why that happened. You can look back and and see why, but you don't ask why in the beginning. But when you look back and see the purpose of the redirect or the purpose of why that door closed, then it can actually build more confidence and allow you to be in a deeper place of trust the next time it happens. When we look at life by divine and we look at the process of awakening, because basically life by default and life by design and life by divine is a process of awakening. It's one way to look at the awakening. There's many different ways. There's many different teachings out there. That's just one way to look at it, one way to explain it. When we look at and have an experience, the process of awakening, most people have a gradual awakening. It's very rare that they'll have an instant awakening. There's, there's a few that I can name, but there's not very many people in the world. Most of us have a gradual awakening. The reason for that is that if we kind of unwound the, ma- the mind altogether all at once, we'd probably, we'd probably implode <laughs> or explode. It's a process that's required to unwind the mind, unwind the ego attachments, unwind where we're kind of stuck, open the mind for a new perspective, and then mind shifts. We create new neural pathways in the mind, in the brain, and we embrace that new level of truth. And then, then we're pointed to where are we attached, where are we holding, Where do we need to unwind? Where's the few now? And then we shift and go through the process over and over again. So sometimes we'll feel guided towards something. Our heart will lead us towards something. And we start on that path and we're going along and we're learning these really powerful lessons and we're getting some good healing from it and some good awakening moments and some good insights. And then we stop. We could stop kind of cold in our tracks. Like it's just all of us and everything toward it stops completely. Or we could be redirected. We could be detoured. We still end up getting back on path, but we have to take a little detour. And the reason for that is our spirit has a higher perspective. It sees exactly what we need and exactly what everyone else needs in order to heal in order to awaken to the truth of who they are. It sees this beautiful perfection playing out and it orchestrates this grand plan and synchronistic meetings and opportunities for us to heal. So our our bridge to our spirit, our soul, is the heart. When we follow the heart and we trust the heart and we trust our intuition, that's our internal GPS, then we actually get the greatest shifts. We, we actually experience the deepest healing possible in the most efficient time. So those detours, although we could judge them as like, oh, it's going to take me longer to get to this, 
this destination or, or achieve this, these detours become our greatest teachers. These detours become full of miracles and opportunities to heal. So life isn't about trying to get from point A to point B. It's about the journey on the way and being open to any redirections on the path. And sometimes the redirection is a complete other way. We let go of that goal. We let go of that intention altogether. And then other times it's just a little detour and might take us a little longer to get to the destination. But the ego and the mind gets caught up and set on it's about the destination when it's not. The one, uh, the one quote that I read recently that just really stood out and it's, it's stuck with me. It's actually probably in the last year, it really struck me. I've read this book several times. I listened to the audiobook. I read the book several times. I'm reading it again. It's, it's called the end of your world and it's by Adi Ashanti. And when I heard him, when I heard this quote the first time, it really landed and resonated with me. So I want to share it with you. And it's ta he's talking about the process of enlightenment or awakening. Make no mistake about it. Enlightenment is a destructive process. It has nothing to do with becoming better or being happier. Enlightenment is the crumbling away of untruth. It's seeing through the facade of pretense. It's the complete eradication of everything we imagine to be true. When I look at life by divine and I talk about the flow with life, it doesn't mean that it's easy peasy. It doesn't mean that challenges don't come on our path. Going with the flow and being in the flow of life, living life by divine doesn't mean that it's all mm, unicorns and rainbows. You might see them. <laughs> they might be there. However, there are challenges still on your path. There are human experiences that still will rattle or shake you potentially, but it's the process of navigating those things that create a, more of a foundation of trust and faith. The more we stand in that place of deep trust and the more we walk with blind faith, the easier it is to meet those challenges and not resist them, to meet those challenges and, and say yes to them, whatever they are, however challenging they may be. It's about meeting life and all of its challenges from this place of deep trust and a level of understanding that if it's on your path, it's purposeful. If it's on your path, it's for your healing. If it's in front of you, it must be for you in some way, shape, or form. The challenge is most people resist what's in front of them. Most people resist life. And resisting life creates a lot of pain and suffering. Resisting life and asking why is a great recipe for suffering. 
I've talked about resistance before, but let me remind you about resistance before we take a short break. And then I want to share a five-step process that you can use to help support you through life's challenges and through these redirections. So resistance is the gap. This is my definition of resistance. Resistance is a gap between what your mind thinks and what your heart knows. There's a knowing in your heart that goes beyond the thinking mind. When the mind and the heart are in sync, meaning they agree, the mind agrees with the heart, there's no resistance. When the mind believes something different than what the heart knows, remember this is a knowing that is beyond the limitations of our mind. If the mind is not in sync with the knowing in the heart, there's resistance. The further away the mind is from the heart's knowing, the bigger the gap. The bigger the gap, the bigger the resistance. Now, resistance can show up as a door closing. It can show up as irritation, feeling blah, feeling depressed. It can show up as a busy signal when you call somebody, like who gets a busy signal these days? I pay attention to that. We used to get it all the time when I was little. It's not so much anymore. It can show up as a computer crashing. It can show up as any number of things. It can show up as behaviors, feelings, situations, kind of life showing up and closing the door in your face. Resistance is actually your friend. If you take a moment to actually look at resistance and explore it, It's actually pointing you to the discord. It's pointing you to the piece or the gap where your heart and your mind are not in sync. So it's actually a really great tool to start with. So we're going to take a short break and I'm going to allow you to sink in with that idea of resistance. Maybe even take a moment to check in and see if there's any resistance right now. Maybe there's some resistance to me and what I'm saying. Maybe there's some resistance to the idea of looking at your own resistance. Maybe there's resistance to the the idea of redirections. Maybe you don't like to hear that. When we pause and we're willing to look at our resistance we can actually get in underneath what it's pointing to. So we're going to take a short break and you can sit with your resistance, explore it, become aware of it, sit down, make friends with it for a moment. And then when I come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about resistance and I'm going to give you a five-step process that can help you process and move through these beautiful spiritual redirections when they happen in your life. We'll be right back.
Imagine a one-of-a-kind sacred transformational experience that is infused with high vibrational healing energy and personalized guidance and insight. Receive a one-on-one -on -one live private intuitive healing experience with Sue as she follows her guidance and delivers exactly what you need in the moment, leaving a lasting imprint. During this private healing experience, Sue draws on a multitude of gifts, skills, channeled healing, coaching, and mind-body-soul insights, a divinely downloaded transmission specifically for you. Whether you have questions about your health, relationships, career, or wish to receive a message from a loved one who passed, or you need a soul retrieval, or support clearing a block or a blind spot, this one-on-one -on -one private intuitive healing experience with Sue will transform you. To learn more and to book a divine appointment with Sue, visit heartledliving.com forward slash intuitive healing. Welcome back. We are tuning in today and talking about how to navigate life's divine redirections and whether you're open to explore when life changes your course, changes the direction of your path, whether you resist it or whether you flow with it is the question. We were talking about resistance before the break. And I would strongly encourage you if you're just joining now to, to make sure you go back and, and, go back to one of the podcasts, find one of the podcast platforms, click on it and listen to this episode from the beginning. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can be notified each time a new episode is airing. When you're listening live or whenever it is that you're listening, whether you're joining me here live or joining later and listening, it's always live and it's always active and the healing potential is always there. So you can always listen to it over and over again and receive a different message or receive some different potential healing each time you listen as well. So it's a great thing to go and download and subscribe to, the, to one of the podcasts, whatever podcast platform is your favorite one, by all means, jump in. If you're looking for some inspiration and you want a really beautiful healing meditation, if you go to my website, which is heartledliving.com, heartledliving.com, I have a Love Deeply Now meditation that was channeled. It's a 45-minute meditation. I actually listen to that one a fair bit. I, I really like it. I, I drop right into it and, and the juiciness of it and, and the bathing and the energy of it. It's quite a beautiful meditation. So you're welcome to go to my website and sign up for the newsletter as well. And you'll receive the Love Deeply Now meditation. Now let's go back to resistance. So during the break, I asked you to explore some of your resistance. I'm curious what you discovered. And if you feel the resistance right now, what's happening with it? Did it shift just with your awareness? When you shine light on it, did it go away? Did it try and hide? Did it expand? Is it there? Is it icky? Is it heavy? Is it dense or is it hidden? Is it small? Is it like secret and trying to just like a mouse kind of running around trying to, to evade you? Resistance can be really tricksy sometimes to navigate on your own. And at the same time, 
when you can stop and be still and place your awareness on it fully, then you can actually start to get in underneath it. When you look at resistance, or when you feel into your resistance, when you explore it, and you're willing to spend some time with it, you'll see that it actually has depth and it has layers. So on a surface level, it looks like this. And then as you sit and close your eyes, it'll feel like this, maybe in the body somewhere. You can go from kind of the experience of it, seeing it on a level of the mind or an understanding at that level of perception, and then perceiving it at the level of more of a kinesthetic experience. How does it feel? Where is it in your body? How big is it? What is it in that area? Does it feel like what shape and size? What color is associated? Is there any emotions there? So you start to explore it and you kind of start to follow it down and start to explore it and get underneath it. And that's where we really start to see the inner workings of our resistance. And quite often when we follow it down, we can find the root of the thought or belief or whatever it is that's actually leading to the resistance. So when you have resistance and your heart is leading you to, to take a right turn and go off track from where you think in your head you're meant to be doing. So if you're in if you have tunnel vision and your head is fixated on that outcome or fixated on that goal or fixated on achieving that vision, whatever it is, if you have a redirect, you're meant to go to the right, your heart will lead you to the right. And if your head resists and questions and doesn't like that idea, has an opinion about it, then you'll feel the gap and you'll, the resistance will show up somehow. And that can actually show up as procrastination. It can show up as laziness or it can show up as irritability, frustration, anger even. It has any possible kind of reaction potential. When our heart and our mind are in sync and we go to the right, then it allows us to have the experiences we need and receive the miracles that come along with that detour. And then we come back on track. So the invitation is to use your resistance. So when you think you know, when you think you know what you should be doing, you think you know where your path is going, you think you know what the next step is, drop into a place of curiosity. Offer over the resistance and drop into a space and like, I think I know, but what if I don't really know? What if I don't know? In my most recent book, Stand Up, Stand Out, Stand Strong, a 30-day guide to navigate life when the shift hits the fan, one of the chapters is, I know nothing about anything. When that guidance dropped into me, into my awareness when I was in meditation one time, at first I was like, what? I'm like, I spent my whole life trying to research and understand and study. And, and then I'm like, and I'm to know nothing. But as I tried on the idea, I know nothing about anything. My mind softened and expand. And there's this huge relief that came over me. I was relieved not to have to know anything. And in that space, there's such an opening. When we have an open mind like that, it doesn't mean that we don't know things and understand things. We just don't have a, a, a grasping or attachment or a holding around them. Those things are used, but we don't, we're not attached to those things. We're not attached to knowing those things. When we're in that space 
of an open, wide open mind, we actually can have such clear guidance come through. And our heart just leads us here and leads us there and makes us, you know, veer off to the right for, for whatever reason we need to and we come back. And there's a real deep trust. And that's the flow of life that I'm talking about. And we can meet those challenges on our path. And we can meet those bumps in the road. We can meet those obstacles and those walls and find a creative way around them because our heart actually already has a solution, always has a solution. There's a grand plan already playing out. Spirit already knows what that path is for and what that detour is meant for. So we trust deep trust. So I talked before the break, I was going to share a five-step process and I want to share that with you. And this is a process that dropped in a long time ago, years ago now. And I've used it all along. You can use it intentionally for a while until it actually becomes kind of natural. So right now it just naturally happens. So I don't actually kind of follow these steps. But in the beginning, I would encourage you to write down and follow these steps. And as simple as they may sound, they are powerful and profound in the results you're going to get and your ability to kind of shift out of your head and into your heart and trust your intuition and let that beautiful internal GPS that knows where you need to go, including all the detours, including all the redirections, it lets your heart lead you to all the miracles and all the healings, and all the insights that will allow you to awaken more and more and more to the truth of who you are, and the purpose of why you're here, what you're meant to contribute to the world, how you, the part you're meant to play. Five-step process. You can write this down. The first step is I ask. I'll just, I'll list them all first, and then we'll go and explain them. First one is I ask. Second, I listen. Third is I feel, fourth step is I follow, and fifth step is I move. I ask, I listen, I feel, I follow, I move. Most people go from I ask to I move. They ask and they don't even quite listen, or if they listen, they get what the answer is in the head, or of course the ego comes in with its agenda and it has like some really good, good ideas all the time to keep us in fear. And then we move, we get right into the movement. So taking action, trying to make something happen. So this process slows you down, creates these pauses. And in these beautiful pauses, there's, there's more depth in, in trusting and there's more alignment with the heart. So the first step is I ask. When you ask, remember the quality of the question you ask will determine the answer. If you're asking why and you're in a victim place, the ego is going to give you a really good answer and going to, get to show you a lot of evidence. So when you shift to what, what would you have me know? What would you have me do now? What now? What guidance am I meant to see, feel, or know at this time? There's different ways to ask the question. I like to ask more of an open question, which is what now? So who you're asking is spirit, God, the universe, source, the divine, whoever it is that you want to talk to. It doesn't matter who, what you call it, or you can, you can talk to a unicorn if you want to have a symbol of a unicorn instead of God. It's, it's what it is, is, is the force that's bigger than you, that animates you, that, that is your connection to your soul. That's who you're talking to. 
I ask. And then pause, close your eyes even, because eyes closed allows the awareness to go inward, and it's less likely that the ego is going to kind of distract you and pull your eyesight, physical eyesight, out into the world. So close your eyes, ask, drop into your heart space, and listen. You're listening with more of an inner ear. When you listen, sometimes you may get a message through words, you might get an image, you might get a feeling, you might get a sense, you might, it might come as a knowing, it might come of all of a sudden a song is playing on the radio and the lyrics stand out for you, or a song suddenly plays in your head and then the lyrics stand out for you. This morning I woke up, I can't remember what song it was, it was a song playing and I was like listening to the, the lyrics, I paused to like kind of listen to what I was singing and it was purpose, purposeful for the clearing and the healing I did through the night for myself and purposeful for the next book I'm writing. So it kind of came in and I kind of chuckled about it. So listening with your inner ear, allowing it to come in in whatever way it's meant to. So you ask and then you listen. So a lot of people will ask, they'll pray, show me the way, but then they don't actually listen to the heart. To the guidance. You, they don't actually pause to like, wow, the, the heart's actually speaking to me. They, I'm actually getting messages from spirit here, from the divine. So listen, listen, please listen. Then take what you heard or take what you received and feel into it. This is really essential for the practice of discernment. This allows you to discern between is this ego disguised as love? Is this ego coming coming in and trying to give me an answer? Or is this really my spirit speaking to me, my heart leading me here? So I ask, I listen, then I feel. When you feel into it and bring the guidance into your heart and feel into it, you'll feel an expansion or a lightness or a rightness on a deeper level, not in the way of right and wrong, but just a rightness that lands or there'll be kind of a, a yes feeling in the heart, that's guidance. When you feel kind of constricted or tightened or, or in some way heavier, or like, okay, I just want to get going, like kind of anxious to get it, to get it going, or eager, like an energetic eagerness, it's probably the ego. So this is an essential step. I ask, I listen, I feel. When you feel, you can tune into, is this guided? Is this ego? And we want to do as much as we can follow the guidance and as much as we can not follow the ego anymore. So you're making a conscious choice to follow love and no longer listen to the teacher of fear. Sometimes in this space, in the feel, it's helpful to join with someone else who's intuitive. So they can kind of tune into it as well and feel into it. And they can sometimes discern and help you discern, yeah, that feels good. That actually feels like you're on track. Or it might be like something feels off. So then you're able to go back to ask and listen and feel again and see if you get the same answer, see if you get a different answer. The step where it says, I follow, is your willingness to follow the guidance. This is where we walk the blind faith. Sometimes the guidance comes in and we can't understand why it is what it is. We don't really get the purpose of it. On a human level, we don't see that perspective. We don't see the grand perspective, the grand plan playing out. 
So we follow the guidance, even if we don't understand, even if it doesn't make sense. And we follow the guidance, especially if it doesn't make sense to others. Because there's going to be a lot of people that you're like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. And they're like, no, that doesn't make sense. You should be doing this. There's a lot of advice that might come your way. And it probably does right now to let go of all of that and just say, this is what I'm feeling. So this is what I'm going to do. This is, I'm going to follow these steps. I'm going to follow the directions. Because again, there's no possible way for you to even know why these redirections are in place and what's happening and why you're being detoured. And there's absolutely no possible way for anyone else to know unless they're intuitive and they're a clear channel and they're living life by divine and they're a clear intuitive channel, then they can get insights for you. But most people, no, they have their own filters that they're thinking and looking through on behalf of you and your life, but they have no idea. So you need to really follow the guidance no matter what. I move consists of you aligning with inspired action. So when you move is guided, how you move is guided. Trusting the divine timing, trusting that, that nudge from within versus, okay, got it. Let's go and run with it. The ego loves to run with things. You give him something, he'll run, they'll run and take us on these tangents and, and waste a lot of our time and energy and money for that matter too. The ego likes to waste money too, make us feel guilty for that. So the movement is inspired action. And the inspired action is your heart will lead you in the timing and the action and wait for that nudge. Be patient. There's been many times where I'm feeling a client they will come into my awareness or somebody will come into my awareness and I'm like, give it all over and I forgive it. And like, thank you for showing me. And um, they're in my radar now. And then I let it go. And then they'll come in again. And I'm like, mm, not, not feeling to reach out or anything, just an awareness of them being my radar again. Okay. Thank you. And then all of a sudden I'll feel this nudge to like email them or phone call, like make a phone call. And when I do, when I, when I trust that timing and I make that phone call, a lot of times they're like, I was just thinking of you. I can't believe you're calling. And I'm like, well, I got the message. <laughs> so it's, it's, there's real divine miracles that happen when we trust the inspired action and the divine timing in that. So now my challenge to you is to use resistance this week as your friend pointing to where your heart and your mind are not in sync to look at life's redirections as the universal guidance the divine directing you for a purpose and you may not see why or understand why until later, but trusting as much as you can walking with deep trust and blind faith as much as you can. I'm so grateful to have this space and this time with you and to share my heart. I have so much, I feel like I have so much I want to, to impart and share with you. I'm really excited. I'm still here in Turks and Caicos. I, I love it down here. The energy here is just so scrumptious and so easy to be in for me. It's There's an actually natural energy vortexes here on the islands, and I, I thrive in this in this energy. And I work with the energy vortexes quite purposefully when I'm down here with my clients and with myself. 
and it's just such a beautiful environment to to bathe in to be in very creative and inner reflective so i have a new book coming apparently i didn't i wasn't expecting to write a book and i woke up one morning and blah it, it all just poured out the the outline so i'm just over halfway now i'm here for another week and a half so i have a feeling i'll be done the book by the time i leave and the book is is i'm just i'm not going to share yet because i'm not guided to share so i'm going to trust the divine timing and take inspired action when I want him to share, but I, I'm really excited about this book. I, I love it's, it's fun. It's playful. And it's like the inner workings of, um, yeah, it, it's like, we're getting into the nitty gritty and behind everything. And we're just going to break down all of the foundations of fear. It's really cool. So I will share it with divine timing. And I'm really excited that I can be in this creative space and share my heart with you from here. So until next week, I want you to go through this five-step process, use the tools I shared, and remember that you're a beautiful miracle here and the world is lucky to have you. I see you, love you, I appreciate you. Until next week, namaste. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.